in our culture, and we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks, that we have a difficult time often in making decisions. And it's part of it, psychologists say, is because there are so many options available. You know, uh, some of us grew up where there were only so many channels to choose from, and today there are tons and tons, if you have cable or you have Netflix or whatever, it's like you can just click all night, right, and never even make a decision and never stay on one channel for more than maybe 30 seconds or so. And so uh, it's, it's tough for us. And then you add in social media and where people post and when they post, they usually post their best, right? And it's like, the, you know, oh, my house is so sparkling clean. And you're like, oh, my gosh, my house, I wish it could ever look like that. But what you don't know is, is this is the only day of the year that house looked like that. And they took a picture of it, and they posted it. And so then you compare your behind-the-scenes to somebody else's uh, highlight reels. And so as a result, uh, that can be depressing. It can be discouraging, and we, we just get overwhelmed. And so then you look at a person, and you hear about their career, and it's like, oh, my gosh, it just skyrocketed. And you're like, they're like an overnight sensation. Oh, I wish I could be like that person. You ever thought that? And then you find out about that person and find out they are not an overnight sensation. That they grew up in very tough environment. That it was very challenging in their early years. And they struggled. But through all those struggles, it looks like an overnight success. But baby, this thing's been baking for a long time, right? It's been, it's been cooking for a long time. It's been, it's been a, a work in progress. And you're just seeing the end result. And, and so the same thing in our lives when we look around with other people. God may be wanting to do something in our life, and we don't realize it's a process. It's progression, and as we move along, God will lead us. But here's the good thing about this, is that God wants us to hear from Him. Isn't that good news? Ten people are excited, all right? Uh, how many are glad God wants to help us to hear from him all right he does so here's the thing is we have to get tuned in to him and so uh, I was thinking about this and thinking about this topic for today and the thought came to me about hearing aids you know, I don't wear personally hearing aids, but I know many people do. I'm not going to ask who all might wear hearing aids here today. But uh, I do know this, that my dad, uh, my mom accused my dad not of a, really a hearing problem. She said what he had was selective hearing. Okay, anybody suffer from that? Selective hearing. Uh, so that's not what I'm talking about today. Uh, hearing aids amplify, right? They amplify the voices. They amplify the voices so that a person with deficient hearing can hear again, can hear better. And, and so, again, I, I, I relate exactly to that, but I do have the closest thing uh, to that are these that I wear that enhance my hearing to certain things because these, uh, these beats, 
that I wear at the, at the gym, they sync up, they Bluetooth to my phone. You know what I'm talking about? And so what happens is, is whatever I'm playing on my phone, whatever I've got going on my phone, then it comes into my ears. And, and so what I'll do is I'll get to the gym, and when I get on the treadmill, the first thing I do is make sure I'm synced up. And then once I get synced up, then I don't play Eye of the Tiger, okay? Um, not that I have anything against that song. It's a rocking good song from a great movie. Um, but anyway, we won't, don't have time to talk about Sylvester Stallone today. So, um, but what I do listen to is I'll try to take advantage of, of the time and do two things at once. So while I'm getting my cardio on, while I'm burning some calories, then I'll listen to an audio book or I'll listen to a, a podcast at one and a half times speed or something like that so that I'm, you know, filling my mind, educating myself, you know, inspiring myself uh, with those kinds of things, those kinds of words coming in to my head while I'm exercising. And so uh, while I'm doing that, you know, it's important for me to stay synced in with the phone. And I want to talk to you today about being in sync with God, being synced up with God. Now, I thought about wearing these the whole time I speak, but my wife says I talk louder when I put these in because I, I, I don't think I'm talking very loud because they're, you know, stifling some of my hearing. And so some of you think I talk loud already, so I probably need to pull these out so that... Uh, some of you aren't uh, running out of the building. So anyway, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at how to sync up with God. Does that sound good? Yes. So, so you can hear from God better. So to set this up, we're going to look at two different places in the Bible. So if you're unfamiliar with the Bible, first part we're going to look at right now is a book. It's called a book, but it's not really a book. It's a writing. It's a letter, actually, that Paul wrote to a Philippian church, a, a church in Philippi. And he wanted to encourage them. And so uh, here's what he wrote in Philippians. Pull that up for us, please. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Now, that sounds real basic, and, and, and we're just, okay, whatever. But what you need to know is what happened to me is I got put in jail. Okay? That's what he's saying. Uh, what happened to me is not I, you know, got late to work or, you know, I, uh, you know, was late for my first date or whatever. It wasn't, you know, anything like that. It's the guy is put in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's, that's not real good because they didn't have pool tables, they didn't have a workout facility, and they didn't have central air and heat in this prison uh, that Paul's in. And so he says, but... It's actually served to advance the gospel. So as a result, it has been become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Isn't that amazing? I'm in chains for Christ. So, so Paul is saying that as we look at our, our perspective of things, how, how you look at things, because some of you, you come into this place today and say, my life sucks. My life stinks. I wish it was like that person on Instagram. 
you know, or Facebook. I, I wish I was like this person or that person. You compare yourself to somebody else, and, and then you hear these voices, right, that are speaking into you that says, yeah, you're right. Your life stinks. Yeah, you're right. It's depressing. It's no wonder you're depressed. It, you, you'd probably be more depressed tomorrow because it's probably not going to get any better. Anybody ever have voices like that? And it's because we're synced up to the wrong thing. So here's what I want to spend our morning, the rest of our time talking about, is you need to, and I need to, amplify the right things, right? We, we need to amplify the right things in our lives. And so to help us to do this is I want to turn from Philippians now to a book of history, the book of Acts, which is a historical writing of the early church and how it got started. And in Acts chapter 16, here's what Luke records about Paul. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy... Now notice this. Having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. Isn't it interesting how that the Holy Spirit was telling them no? And to get that, here's the first thing to write down, is you need to get spiritually tuned in. You need to get spiritually tuned in. You need to get synced up to the right device. You need to get synced up to the right words. Because here's what Paul says. Paul, in one instance, later on in the book of Acts, he says, we felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to do this. We felt like the Holy Spirit was telling us, go. But here... In, in Acts chapter 16, he's saying, we felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, no. And here's what I want you to understand today, that the Holy Spirit's no is just as important as the Holy Spirit's go. Anybody with me on that? How many of you wish somebody would have said no one time in your life at least, you know? No, don't go there. Don't go out with him. You know, don't call her back. Don't, you know, and, and you, but you, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And you regretted it later. You know, sometimes what we need to do is understand that the Holy Spirit's no is just as important as the Holy Spirit's go. I've not talked a whole lot about the church that we didn't plant. But about 20 years ago, Rochelle and I, how many like to hear about this? Mm, That's probably enough. Okay. So uh, anyway, here's what we did. Like I was going to do something else, right? So uh, here, here, here's, what, here's what we did. We, we were like in between situations, and we were looking at, well, God, what do you want us to do? And, all. and I, I was like, you know, I'm from Indianapolis. I've always you know, kind of wanted to go back home and do church there and, and you know, be, be pastoring in, in, in my hometown city and all that kind of thing. And so we looked at Indianapolis, and we were trying to make something happen. We were looking at spots and different things and trying to work it out, and stuff wasn't coming together, and, and it was just kind of, you know, like forcing something to happen. Have you ever been there, done that? 
that where you're just like, you feel kind of like you're forcing it, but you're determined, you know? This is going to happen. This is, we are going to make this happen. And you're just like, you know, and trying to force something to happen. And that's kind of how it felt like. And, and then somebody who was a spiritual mentor and leader over me spoke into my life and said, hey, uh, I don't know, but I just think maybe you need to pray about uh, going to Munster, Indiana and starting a church there. I'd never heard of Munster, Indiana. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Munster, Indiana. Only Munster I'd ever heard of was some old show, you know, that was in black and white or whatever. I'd seen some, some Munster shows, and then I thought about Munster cheese. So I thought, well, maybe they make good cheese up there or something like that. That is not where Munster cheese comes from. So anyway, we were praying about that, and God led us to go there and planted a, a, a church and all. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to get out of this today from that story is that if we had forced that to happen, this church, I'm convinced, wouldn't be here today. Because it, it wasn't going to be in Avon. It was going to be a whole other place, whole other side of town. And, and we were trying to make it happen and all this stuff. And if we had succeeded, if we had made that happen, we would have never planted Crossroads Church. And so the Holy Spirit's no is just as important as the Holy Spirit's go. And so you have to pay attention. And, and some of you, even if you're not a Christian, okay, and, and when I talk about hearing the Holy Spirit and all, you're like, I don't know about that. Well, let me tell you something. Here, here's the best thing I can compare it to. There's been times in your life where you felt maybe what you called pricked in your conscience or something, and, and you felt like, I don't know if I'd invest in that. But you went ahead and invested and lost your money. How many wish you'd paid attention to that little voice? You know, afterwards you're like, man, that was dumb. I felt, you know, I thought, I kind of had an impression or whatever. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives when we take... Uh, give our lives over to God and he speaks these promptings that are like supernatural conscience in our lives. How many could use a little more supernatural conscience, right, to, to guide you? And, and see, some of you know this because you thought when you went out with him and you thought, well, you know, okay, well, you know, he cheated on me once or twice, you know, and all, but I still think we can make it, and, and all, and then it just blew up, and, you know, it was ugly, and you cried, and whatever, but then, down the road, God had something better, Right? He had an upgrade, right? How many are glad you waited on the upgrade, right, in your life? And, and so, see, sometimes we, we, we think, well, you know, I don't know that I'll join a life group or whatever, you know. I, I'm not really into that or whatever. Or, or you could have joined one and, and you could be like some people I know where you say, oh, my gosh, it's life group night. Now, nobody ever does this. Okay. But, oh, my gosh, it's life group night. We need to clean up, you know, because, you know, I need to smell a little better than this. Been working out in the yard or whatever, doing whatever. And, and so, okay, let's get clean up. Oh, my gosh, you know, here we go. Oh. And then we walk in, you know, oh, we're so glad to be here, you know. First lie of the evening. 
and, uh, you know, brought this dish and everything. And, and so we come in, and here, here's without fail. Here's without fail. Back me up on this, somebody. Without fail, at some point in the night, we are so glad we went to Life Group. We are so glad we took the time, made the effort, and went there, and, and were part of that of that gathering. See, God knows what we need, and sometimes the Holy Spirit comes along and helps us to interpret our circumstances. Paul says, you all think that this is bad. You all think, oh man, poor Paul, he's locked up in prison. Oh, isn't that awful about Paul? Did you hear about Paul? Oh my gosh, he got arrested for preaching, and it's just terrible, and he's locked up. He says, no, it's not. People are getting paid to hear me preach. People are paid. They, they, they are the palace guard. These are people who wouldn't come to my church if I started the church. These are people who I'd never preach to. If I was having a crusade in town, they'd say, oh, i got better things to do. There's a ball game going on. But these people are coming. They're here. They think I'm locked up. I'm not locked up. They're locked up. They're locked up with me because they've got to sit here and watch me, make sure I don't run off, make sure I'm taken care of, do everything they do in the jail. And in the meantime, I'm testifying to them about the awesomeness of the God that I serve. Give me a break. I've got a new perspective on my life. And some of you, 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 you want God to, you know, so we want God to show us the five-year plan. And God often doesn't do that. You know, in the Old Testament, he fed people every day. The Bible says in, in, in Exodus that, that he would bring this food in every day. And it would just show up. But God says, but it's going to show up every day. And you can't store it. Because you're going to have to trust me for every day. Jesus comes along later and he teaches his disciples how to pray and he says, what you ought to do is pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. See, what we want to do is say, okay, God, January 1st. Okay, God, bless 2017. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless this year and, and, I'll, and I'll be back next January, you know, for you to bless 2018. And God says, no, 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 no. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to learn to trust me every day. See, following God and God's plan for your life is a lot like dot to dot. Anybody remember doing dot to dot? And I, I, when I was a kid, I loved dot to dot. You know, because I look at it and I'd say, what is that? What is that going to be? You know, and you wouldn't know when you first started. You know, you go one, two, three, you know. And on, you kept going along, and then you're like, oh, man, I think it's an animal, you know? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, some kind of animal. Oh, oh, it's a fish, you know? That's what it is. You remember doing that? And God, in his sovereignty, here's what God wants to do in your life. It's a lot more like dot to dot. It's day by day. It's manna for today. It's give us this day our daily bread. It's guide me one step at a time. And one reason God does that is because you think you want the Xerox plan. You think you want God to shoot it out full color, illustrated the whole thing, the 10-year plan or whatever. And God says, you can't handle the 10 
10-year plan. Trust me. You need to follow me every day, one day at a time, and I'll give you every day what you need. Every day what you need. So what is God saying today? No, 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 what do you, oh, what's God want for the next 10 years or whatever? No, what does God want today? As for today, he says, this is the day, the psalmist said, that you have made, and I will rejoice. Here's something I can do just like Paul could do. I, maybe I'm locked up in prison. Maybe I can't control everything about today and what the, the day's going to bring, but I can control this, somebody I can control that I will rejoice and be glad in it. See, and when you do that, then you begin walking toward what God has for the rest of your life. Remember, it's more about the who than the do in following God's will. Acts chapter 16, verse 10. Let's read on. Here's what it says. Now, after Paul had seen a vision. Now, so Paul gets this vision. He has this dream, this vision from God about this guy saying, come over and preach to us in Macedonia. So we got ready at once to leave from Macedonia, concluding, I love that word, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Because here they, here they go, they're trying to go this way, and Holy Spirit says, no, no. So they said, okay, well, we'll go over here. And they said, the Spirit of Jesus said, no. Okay, then Paul says, last night, after that pizza, <laughs> I had this vision of this guy over in Macedonia saying, come over and preach to us. Can't go there, can't go there, let's go there, let's go there. So here's what you need to write down, go with what you know, go with what you know. You, you know, you've got to hear what you can hear for now, and then you go with it. I remember when we were getting ready to start Crossroads Church, and some of you don't know this, but, but when we were getting ready to start Crossroads Church, we were going to start it in school. Until the school said, no, you're not. Well, that kind of changed the plan. Because they said, we've got a plan. Uh, we've got a, a way to do uh, churches in a school and you can meet there for three months, then you need to move to a different school. Well, I wanted to be a church on the move, but not moving like that. You know, every three months, you got to figure out, now what school are in now? You know, what side of town? And so I didn't, I, I didn't like that approach, so I challenged it. I said, hey, hey, I'll go to the school board, and we'll change this, you know, because we are meeting, this church is meeting in a school. And so I went before the school board, and the school board thought about it for a month and came back and said, no thanks. We like our policy. And so then it was like, okay, well, we've moved down here, and we're getting ready to start this church. Now, where's it going to start at? And we went to the movie theater, the Regal Shiloh Crossing Cinema, and talked to the manager there, and they said, yeah, we'd love to open our doors and let you meet here as a church. And do you know it was awesome? It was so awesome to have church in that place. We were in there for six years. And yeah, there was a lot of setup and teardown, but one thing we didn't set up and tear down was chairs, right? And they had, had coffee cup holders. You know, everybody wanted them when we got in this building. 
And, and so, uh, you know, it was awesome that we were able to, to do that. And that wouldn't have come about if we could have gone with the plan that we had. So sometimes the Holy Spirit says no because he has a different go. It, the Bible says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my pathway. In other words, we want the spotlight, right? Shine it out there, God, about 10 years from now. And God says, no, I'm going to give you a lantern. And you just trust me every day to give you enough light for tomorrow. Because, see, here, here's the thing. It is when you follow God in this way, it's a process. And the process can be painful at times. There's sometimes resistance that comes against you. And here's what you don't need to think is I'm getting resistance, you know, so it must not be a God thing. No, the Holy Spirit said no, and it was a God thing. The Holy Spirit said no, and it was a God thing. The Holy Spirit directing you and maybe saying no to you on certain things right now is not a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. It may be the sign that you're going in the right direction. Because how many of you also know or think there could be a devil out there, right? An enemy, the Bible calls him Satan. And, and you know, if you don't believe there's a devil, then you're not a parent, okay? Because... Because, you know, all you got to do is become a parent. And, and when you become a parent and, and your kids, yeah, because I guarantee you, you, you didn't have a conversation with your kid and, and didn't say to your daughter, you didn't say, now, now when mommy asks you to do something, you need to backtalk mommy. You need to tell her, no, I am not doing that. I am not cleaning my room. And you'll be like a lot of other kids, and you just fit in. It would be great. Did you have that conversation with your child? How many know it didn't take that conversation? It didn't, there was something in there, wasn't there? There was something inside there. Just, it just came out. And you're like, what is that? Who are you? You know, and it's because I believe the enemy is out there, and just because you're getting resistance, it may be an indicator you're moving in the right direction, that you're doing what God wants you to do. And so the progress may be painful, but guess what? The struggle you're in today can give you the strength that you'll need for tomorrow. And as you walk with God, go ahead. God's prompting in your heart will help you to discern what's going on. So you got to get tuned into that. And then you go with what you know. And then look at this. We'll read the last part of this. Here's what it says. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. See, they wanted to go to a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there by chance one of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira called, named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. Now, you, you, we don't get this in our culture, but back in the day, purple cloth was extremely expensive. It was just crazy. So this woman is probably quite wealthy, and she was a worshiper of God, just so happened. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. 
So when she and members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house, she said. And she persuaded us. Now notice how God guided them, led them, directed them because they would do this. Write this down. Get in an atmosphere to hear from God. You need to get in the right atmosphere to hear from God. I know when I put these buds in and I'm listening sometimes to an inspiring uh, podcast or, or maybe an inspiring book and I'm listening to it and I'm running on the treadmill and I'm listening you know, as it goes along and I'm thinking, oh man, praise God. That is awesome. That, oh man, that's how. And in my head, I'm just, at least I think it's in my head. I don't know, if you've, <laughs> if you've been next to me, maybe it's not, I, you're like, you think it's in your head, but you know, <laughs> I was talking to this guy after first service, he said, I did that in my front yard. I was out there singing, you know, and didn't even know it, and then the neighborhood kids were like, like <laughs> laughing, because I'm singing while I'm, I'm, I'm mowing my yard. So, as, as we're inputting this information, here's what happens. We get inspired. We, we, we receive the signal. But the other day, actually a few weeks back, I, I was, you know, I had gone on from the, the, the treadmill, and I was over in a different area of the gym, and I kept noticing my earbuds were, like, cutting out. And I thought, well, man, that is weird. What is going on? And uh, they, they weren't quite picking up the signal. And then I realized I didn't have my phone. And I thought, oh, man, I left my phone on that treadmill over there because it's black and my phone's black. And so I was like, oh, man, I hope somebody's not over there, you know. And, uh, and I'd already, you know, wiped it off. I said this in the first service. I, I disinfected it and got off and everything because everybody knows that when you get off of the equipment, you should disinfect it, Right? Or it is an abomination before God, and you will be judged, okay? Just, just saying. Side note. So anyway, I go back over. The good news was nobody was on the treadmill, so I didn't have to interrupt them while they're running and say, ah, it's my phone there, and so I got to grab it, and that whole thing. And so I just grabbed my phone, and you know, I knew instantly I was back in sync. I knew instantly, you know, I got a strong signal again. And I'm telling you, some of you need to answer this question, where do you go to hear from God? Where do you go? Do you have a place? Is this one of the places? My experience with beats is that I also need some heartbeats in my life. I get inspired by different things. I get inspired by Christian music and different things that, that I hear during the week. But I'm telling you, that there's nothing like the atmosphere. Some of you, this is a reason why you won't hardly miss a Sunday. Because you know, once we get in this place and once we begin to elevate the praises, the worship of God, once you get in this kind of atmosphere, once you begin to praise Him, once you join in and get your voice together with others around you, 
that something begins to happen, something begins to stir, there's a voice that begins to speak, and all of a sudden you're in sync because Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there. I, not I might, I will be there in the midst of them. And see, some of you, you may be just one life group meeting. You may be one Sunday morning away from the connection God wants to give to you. You may just be one step behind in getting in sync with what God wants to speak into your life. Because when God gets you to where he can speak to you, it's incredible. What voice do you need to amplify today? What voice? It's not Facebook, okay? Some of you, you spend too much time on social media. Just saying. Right? Because if, if we say, well, I just don't have time to pray. Oh, man, I wish I had time to pray. I wish I... And, and you say, well, how do you get all those posts? And how do you know what everybody in the whole neighborhood's doing, you know? How do you know what everybody in the whole town of Avon's doing? You know, how how do you know what second cousin twice removed's doing? You know, in Arkansas or whatever. How do you? Know? Well, I read that. I, I, you know, and, and so what we've got to do is realize that we've got to get in sync with God in order to hear from God. So, what do I need to tune out, and what do I need to tune in? Might be a question, because you and I need to have a place of prayer, where we get in the presence of God and we discern His voice as He speaks to us. Where are you headed? Are you going in the right direction? Because it's not progress just because you're going fast, all right? You can go fast in the wrong direction. How many know that? So just because you're going fast, doesn't call, don't call it progress. You need to get going in the direction God has for your life. And so when I read this and I, I think about Paul and I look at Philippians, I, I, man, I, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. When I read Philippians, I, when, I, when I read about Paul's big theme of joy in that book, I mean, he's saying rejoice and in everything rejoice. I'm telling you, have joy in everything. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, because Paul, you're probably out on Maui, you know, and sitting there in the sun, you know, and, and you're staying at the Hyatt Hotel there on the beach, and, you know, you probably got somebody bringing you a foo-foo drink or something, one of those things with, a, with an umbrella on it or whatever, and you, you're sitting there, you know, just chillaxing, and it's all awesome and everything in your life. But no, I have to remind myself that history says Paul is writing to me, he's writing to you and saying, I'm telling you, you can rejoice. You can rejoice. And if a guy sitting in a prison cell who's been arrested, not for doing something wrong, that he deserved to go there, he was doing everything right. He was trying to glorify God in his life. And in spite of doing all the right things, he gets put in seemingly the wrong place. But Paul tuned in, come on somebody, and synced up 
with another voice that told him, you're right where I want you to be. And so Paul says to you and I here today in Philippians in the very first chapter, he says, I'm telling you that God's not finished with you yet. He who began a good work in you will complete it. What, Paul? You're in prison. How can you say that? He's completing his work. He's still working on me. How many of you are here today? You're glad God's still working on you that the first time you messed up, the second time you messed up, the third time you messed up, and I'm just talking about last week, all right? When you messed up in your life, God didn't chuck you to the side and say, I'm going to have to use somebody else, this Craig. Man, this Craig, he's just wearing me out. No, he's like, I got to get to working harder on this guy. He's taking a lot more effort than I thought maybe it would be when we first started on him, but I'm not quitting until he's completed. And the same thing in your life. And, and, and then you read how Paul talks about all these other things. I don't have time. I could preach all afternoon. How many believe that? I mean, I mean when, I talk about, when I talk about the good things of God, man, I get excited. I get excited. And, and then Paul says, and let me just boil this down. Just come down to this. In Philippians, he says, you know, I found a secret. I mean, I'd like to know Paul's secret. He says, I, I found a secret of contentment in whatever state I'm in doesn't make any difference if I'm in the palace or the prison it works this works no matter what your life's going through right now no matter what you're going through no matter what tough times you may be having or how good it may be It works in both conditions. And here's what Paul says. I have learned the secret of how to be content when I've got a lot and when I don't have anything, when I'm living in a palace and when I'm living in a prison. And here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, it's in his strength, his power, his touch on your life that you can do this. Quit trying to do it in yourself. Quit trying to force it and make something happen. Maybe the Holy Spirit's saying no for a reason. Maybe you need to just tune in a little bit closer. Get a little bit more in tune with God. Get a little bit more closer into the environment, into the atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can speak. And maybe the only thing you came here for is just to hear that one verse that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can do it. You can do it today. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what next week holds. I don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years. But what I do know is he will give you the manna. He will give you the daily bread. He will give you the daily strength that you need to overcome today, today, today today. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you'll help us to tune in to your voice. God, may we sync up today with heaven's message for us. 
because we know you want to speak into our hearts and lives. And God, I know that I want to hear you. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Craig, I want to hear from God. Man, I want, to, I want to hear Him better than I've ever heard Him before. I want to be more tuned in. I want to more, be more synced up. I want to hear the Spirit's voice in my life. I want, I want to feel like I'm moving in the direction God wants me to go. And when He says no, I want to be able to hear it. And when He says go, I want to be able to hear it. Whatever He's saying to me, I want Him to be able to guide me every day of my life. I want to get more synced up more tuned in with God than ever before. How many join me in raising your hand saying, yeah, that's me. That's me today. Father, I know many people who raise the hand may have some big choices and decisions yet ahead. And God, it's just comforting to know that we can hear from you. It is so encouraging to know that we don't have to go it on our own. We don't have to be by ourselves. We can hear from you. And so I pray, God, that you'll help us to have those moments. That you'll help us to get in the atmosphere of where we can hear your voice more clearly, more distinctly, so we can follow you more closely. Maybe you're here today, others of you, and you'd say, Craig, I I I have to be honest, I I don't follow God close. uh, maybe you've never followed him at all, or maybe you, you did follow one, one day, but, but not today. And maybe you're here and you'd be honest enough to say that, that, you know, there's something inside of you that says, if there is a God, and if he can speak, I want him to speak to me. And maybe right now he's using me to speak to you. Maybe today is the day that you can turn your future over to God and instead of trying to do it all on your own and in your own strength instead you can do it in the strength that Paul talked about through a God who gives you strength and I guarantee you he wants to give you that strength here today if that's your desire if that's your prayer would you just raise a hand and say yeah Craig I, I need to surrender my life to God today yes I see that hand I see that hand I see that one how many are over here? God bless you. Way over here. God bless you. All right. Several have raised a hand around the room. So let's just pray this prayer maybe together. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross so that I can live for you. As much as I know how, I'm surrendering my life today. I ask you to come in. And give me a new start from the inside out. Give me the strength to live for you. And I thank you for accepting me and receiving me today as a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, let's worship God for changing lives here once again today.